Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. As always, Stands and Fits is brought to you by the Professional MBA Program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. We are back after a one-week hiatus. Yep, you were down in Kansas City last week. I was down in Kansas City. Doing some on-the-boots reports. On the ground reporting, I guess, down there. I was. I was trying. It was uh, those days make for those media days make for for long days, mm-hmm. tiring days. But uh, I got through them. The other thing that makes for tiring days is recording an hour and a half long episode of football and random things, which is why I'm going to pass the hosting stick off to you. You're going to do it today. I'm hosting today. Yeah, I'll at least take us in and out of the breaks, but you got us. You All got right. us the rest of the way. All right, sounds good. Well, hey, to open open this week's podcast, we'll uh, briefly talk about the tech game. We always talk about the game very briefly because you talk about it so much on other podcasts. So, uh, what were what were your initial thoughts uh, on the Texas Tech Iowa State matchup? I mean, it's good to see them get a win when they didn't play their best. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the biggest thing, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think in a lot of those past games, when you saw Iowa State make that crucial mistake like they did at the beginning on that block punt, usually that was kind of like a the start to the snowball effect in a way mm-hmm. where it kept on going downhill. And that came back again later in the game when there was that strip sack uh, for the touchdown there in the end zone too. So it was great to see Iowa State overcome both of those uh, critical turning points in the game and still come out with the victory. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think a lot of the rest of it just kind of confirmed stuff we already knew. I mean, the defense is good. Mm. You know, we already knew that. Yep. The offense is good in moments. Mm-hmm. They also can just be really inconsistent. Yep. Kind of depending on what they're trying to do. But at the end of the day, it was a win. It's kind of funny how when they're winning, it's like they win three in a row. Mm-hmm. There's not near as much to talk about as there is when they are losing every week. Agreed. And especially when there appears to be somewhat uh, an era of consistency at the quarterback position too. Right. We're not, we're not going through a, another switch anytime soon as long as Brock Purdy stays healthy. So well, yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't see any way that there's any kind of changes Mm-mm. in the in the near future. Uh, it's been pretty obvious that he kind of raises the ceiling of the, the offense's potential. Right. I mean, I, the dude just has so much natural ability that it kind of pushes him past everybody else, which kind of takes us into another thing from earlier this week. Uh, Zeb decided to transfer. Yes. What do you think about that? Um, I'm a little surprised, I think, as many people are, that he didn't wait till the end of the season. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we've gotten a concrete answer as to why he just did it now as opposed to waiting. I mean, I, I think that their statement said that it was just about finding more playing time. Which I can totally see, but at the same time, how much of a difference is it going to be to to leave now versus after the bowl game or even like right after the regular season's done, you know? Yeah. That was kind of my thing that I wondered about just like what, I mean, now he doesn't have any opportunity. I mean, unless he's getting people to work with him, like mm-hmm. what opportunity does he have to continue to try and get better, you yeah. know? And I guess if he just has to leave the program in order to put it out there that other people, so other people know that he's looking for a new place. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, you know. And I'm kind of curious, too. Obviously, with Kyle Kemp's injury, he's back now. And I think, you know, even when Brock Purdy went in for him in the Oklahoma State game, at that point, Zeb was still for sure the backup, even if Purdy had taken over the starting job at that point. Right. But now that Kyle Kemp is back, he's probably the the default backup. So that pushes Zeb down to third string. So I wonder even if after you know, the development of the Texas Tech game and Kyle was back in uniform. I wonder if that kind of influenced his decision to go now too. Yeah, and it, it almost could even be where he was waiting for Kyle to come back, you know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and which if that's the case, and then I think that that just kind of shows what the kind of character he has. Yeah, and if, if that is the case and he technically, he, he might have wanted to transfer a few weeks ago, we don't really know. And he, if he did wait for Kyle to get healthy so they had more depth at quarterback, then that was a good call and... On the bright on the bright side, I don't think there's any animosity towards him in any way. No, I think you know Cyclonation obviously thanks him for what he did here and wishes him well and wherever he ends up. So. Right. I mean, it'd be one thing like if it if it was clear that he was going to be competing mm. for that job, but I think that at this point it's pretty clear that 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 is Brock's job. That to I mean, really to lose and yeah. nothing he's shown so far 
leads us to believe that he's going to lose it. Yep. So then if you had to guess, take a wild guess where Zeb ends up, where would you guess? Do you think he goes to App State or do you think he goes somewhere uh, bigger than that? Where do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably a potential option. Uh, I don't know the, how much bigger he would go. Mm. I think that somewhere like that, I wouldn't even be shocked to see him end up at a place like North Dakota State, mm-hmm. you know, which I think that he's probably more talented to play at a level higher than that. Yep. But at the same time, that school has shown that you, if you go there and have success, like you can be, be just as notable yeah. as you would at any other place. Yeah. Obviously, Carson Wentz is right. a testament to that. Exactly. My friends and I were kind of talking. He ha- he definitely has the talent. Like he could be honestly a starter at the like the Big Ten, and I think he could be really good in that kind of offense. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think in this league, what Iowa State needed for their quarterback to do, he just wasn't physically capable of that. You mm-hmm. know, and that's nothing against him. Yeah, it's just that it just didn't work out. And you know, from what I hear, Zeb, you know, obviously the past few games. When Zeb did play, he wasn't that mobile. But from what I hear, before he tore his ACL his freshman season, he was he could add that element to his game. So it's kind of unfortunate that maybe he once was a good scrambler, maybe not as good as Purdy, but you know he could get around. And yeah, that really isn't a part of his game anymore, at least at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, it'll be interesting to see where he does land because, uh, it like I said, there, I don't think there's any animosity towards him on the team or even from the coaches or anything like that. It's, it's just like, you want what's best for that kid. And in reality, probably staying here at the end of the day might not be best for that kid because he's good enough to play somewhere else. Yeah. And if he can get playing time somewhere else and, you know, improve his, uh, if he wants to get drafted and prove his own draft stock, then good for him. Yeah. I just gotta say good job, Zeb. For sure. All right. Uh, moving on. So another, uh, potential story involving leaving, Matt Campbell watches back. So uh, obviously the Browns head coaching job is open now um, with their head coach getting fired. So naturally everyone's talking about Matt Campbell potentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said it. I said it wrong that time. Potentially being called uh, by their front office. So do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I know that I'm sure that they'll inquire, mm-hmm. you know. My only thing is that I don't know. I'm still not sure what, like, what kind of reception that would get from Browns fans. I mean, obviously, I don't have a good pulse on the Mm -hmm. fan base of the Cleveland Browns, but that still just seems like, I mean, the dude's record at Iowa State is still below 500 Mm -hmm. at this point, which could change with these next two games. But it's it's still, I think, a situation where like a fan would look at it and be like, seriously, yeah. Like, that's the best we could do. And the other college coach name that's getting brought up for that job is Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was a Browns fan and I didn't really know who Matt Campbell was, I would I would be much more excited about Lincoln Riley than I would. Campbell. I think you would, would be excited about Lincoln Riley just because he's got, I mean, he's just got more of that name. Yeah, he's, he's got more of the name. He's from a more notable col- college school. He's more of a, an offensive-minded coach. So I think that's a little bit more exciting in the grand scheme of things. But... uh not necessarily the better coach. We don't really know that for sure. No. At least at the NFL level. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, my thing too is I I get the vibe that Coach Campbell really likes the different, like he just likes the th- some of the stuff that only comes with the college game, mm. the recruiting and uh, Ma- making, being around young men. Yeah. Young men. Yeah. You I know, was say that. and like the NFL just as a business and just as a sport is so much different than college football. Yeah. And I don't know. There's things that he does that it seems like he would he would miss that if he went to the NFL. Agreed. And I think I think his personality as a leader is more attuned to the college game too. He just mm-hmm. seems like he would lose some of what makes him so special at this level if he were to move to the NFL. Right. And I think that like it it there's different positives to each side of it. Like I said, the college game is so much more than just the football stuff. Mm-hmm. There's the you know, dealing with the kids and like recruiting and uh, boosters and like all kinds of stuff like that. Mm. Whereas in the NFL, it's literally just the football. And yeah. it's like, that's all you really have to worry about. And the thing about the Cleveland Browns too is 
there's a high likelihood that that job's going to be open again in like two or three years. Right. So, I mean, just based on the history of the franchise. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the chances are that whoever becomes the head coach this time around, if it's not Campbell, then they are probably not going to take the Browns to a Super Bowl anytime soon. Right. And, you know, after a couple seasons of mediocrity or worse, then they'll probably get canned anyway. Right. And I, I think that that's why Lincoln Riley's saying, you know, not right now, mm-hmm. which is he's staying committed to Oklahoma, but at the same time, not closing the door on any possibility like that, then that, you know, I think that that is similar to maybe what Campbell could be in, where if eventually he's like, I want a new challenge, then, you know, you go and do that. But, yeah. And another thing about that is too, Campbell has the ties to Ohio. I, don't, I guess I haven't really paid too close attention, but Lincoln Riley isn't specifically close to Ohio for any reason. Not right? that I'm aware of. So no. if he wanted to go to the NFL, you would think that there would be probably a better pro, uh, organization that he could go to. Man, I just don't know how much that has to do with anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, Cleveland can pump up the fact that Matt Campbell's from Ohio. But at the end of the day, like, does anybody really care that much? They just want a good no. football coach. Like, in the NFL, that's what you want. And you don't care about the fact that a guy's coming home, you and, know? And that's also different, too, because if, say, Campbell went to Ohio State, that's different because he's obviously recruiting kids to come there. Right. And there's not really much recruiting, at least to the extent of the college game, as there is in the NFL, you know? Exactly. That's And that's my thing. It's like, for one, Coach Campbell has never done anything in the NFL, mm-hmm. you know? It's not like he played in the NFL for a long time. He didn't play in the NFL at all. It's not like he's coached in the NFL. He's never coached in the NFL at all. Mm. All he's done is coach in college. And like that's I'm not saying it would never happen, but I just I think that regardless of what is being said about him by some of these media members about the rumblings and all this kind of stuff, it's like okay, they like him, you know. They they like him I, I heard Albert Brewer today say on Dan Patrick, he said that uh, the scouting circles that John Dorsey, the general manager of the of the Cleveland Browns, runs in, speak very highly of Matt Campbell. Okay, well, what does that have to do with anything? That yeah. doesn't mean that they're like, oh, yeah, this guy is going to be a great NFL head coach, yeah. you know? And we've seen some of the greatest college coaches ever go and coach in the NFL, and they have no success, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, think about Nick Saban. Yep. Greatest call, arguably the greatest college football coach of all time, went to the NFL and was fizzled out in what, three years, two years? Yeah. And it was an absolute disaster. Steve Spurrier was the same way when he went to the Redskins. There's no, it is so much different than what college football is. Mm. I, I think that even if he went there, I would be worried for Coach Campbell that it would just end badly and he would all and he would just regret the fact that he went and coached in the pros. Yeah. I if he was going to leave for another college, that's one thing. You know, but the we it is very rare that we see the college to NFL jump work that often. Yeah. You know. I mean, I Pete Carroll's like the only guy I can really think of right now that it worked. And even then he'd been in the NFL and then came to college and then went back to the NFL. So it's not like he had been a college coach forever. For sure. You know what I think the Browns should do? They should hire Jeff Fisher. And then like after Jeff Fisher gets them to seven and nine within like two or three years, fire him immediately. And then, (laughs) so because at that point the team will be at least decent for someone else to work with. And then someone else can come in and take it from there. You mean basically what the Rams did? Yeah, pretty much. And I guess kind of what the Titans did too. Yeah. It's a foolproof plan, man. Because Jeff Fisher is guaranteed to go like seven and nine or eight and eight, no Every matter year. where he coaches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So no matter the roster, even. Yeah. I think that what the Browns need really is they just need someone to come in there and just completely clean everything, like clean the culture up. Because yeah. it's just so, I think it's so toxic there yeah. right now, and they've like guys have been able to get away with so much stuff for so long that now they're just it it's almost unfixable. Yeah. You know? And, you you know, that's just the culture of losing. Right. And the nice thing is they do have some nice pieces. They've got uh, Miles Garrett on defense. They've got Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb on offense, too. So they've got some good... Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, yep. So they've got some key pieces. They just need to, you know, get back on the winning track. And that's where I think that some of the appeal for Coach Campbell probably comes into play as well, Mm -hmm. where it's like they've seen him do this with Iowa State. But... Like I said, this is so much different. Like it's just it's not the same. And I don't I'm not speaking I haven't obviously have not asked Matt Campbell, yo, are you gonna go to the Browns? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just how I view this thing. We have not seen that be a very successful story very often. Mm-mm. And 
to me, it, it, I have a hard time seeing that work out very well. It would be very, very reliant on what the staff that he puts together would be. And I find it hard to believe that he's just going to leave all these dudes that he brought to Iowa State yeah. and be like, oh, yeah, sorry, guys, I'm going to the NFL. Yeah. And I do. Take, and none of them have coached the NFL either. And I do. He has come out and said that he wants to accomplish something in Iowa State. And I don't think they've accomplished what he wants to accomplish. No. Yet. I trust that Coach Campbell is a man of his word. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, this is not some other coaches where it's like, oh, yeah, I want to accomplish something here. And then the next day they're gone. Yeah. It's not lip service. No. I, I think he really is a genuine person. And yeah. that's what I think sets him apart from a lot of coaches. And I think it's what, at the end of the day, is going to lead to him having a very, very successful career as a college head, co- a college head coach. Maybe I'm wrong. I, like, if I am, it, everybody can come back and cold take me in three months whenever he goes to the Browns. That's cool. <laughs> but right now, how I feel today, that is what I think it, uh, that he will do. And I, I, I truly believe that he is here for the long run. And I don't even think we could have said that about Fred. Mm-hmm. I think that... It, from, it was well known that Fred wanted to go to the NBA. Exactly. And like from the beginning of this entire thing, when or that entire tenure, it especially once they started to get good, it became like a thing every year where you were like, you consistently, the, it was, the idea was in the back of your mind, like, man, Fred might leave, mm-hmm. you know? And then when he did leave, it wasn't that shocking at the end of the day if you had known what was already going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And... And the people talk about the money, all this different kind of stuff. It's like I was on Holly Rose show with uh, Gabe Icard yesterday on SiriusXM, and that guy was talking about with Lincoln Riley specifically more than Matt Campbell. He was talking about um, how eight and a half. There might be eight and a half million reasons to go to the Browns. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be the way it is for Lincoln Riley. I don't know Lincoln Riley. I've never interacted with Lincoln Riley in any way, but I don't think Matt Campbell is that way. Mm. I legitimately believe I would I would not be that surprised if you went and asked Matt Campbell, coach, how do you, how much money do you make? He just doesn't seem like that kind of guy that he's like, oh, I know exactly how much money I make all the time. Yeah, you know, that's very true. Yeah, he's just like he's like I don't know. So I'm just a football coach, dude. Yeah. Like I, I don't even care. Like I probably he's like I make more money than I probably even need. Like that's really it, yeah. what it comes down to. Like he's just not that kind of guy. And how great is it to have a guy like that at Iowa State? Right. Very blessed. And I think... Uh, Coach Prohm's the same way. I, yeah. I even remember a, t- a time where we were talking to him about something and, I, and another reporter brought up his contract and he was like, oh, is that what it is now? Yeah. He's, uh, like, I, these guys, like... I, Jamie Pollard went out and found the right kind of guys for the culture at Iowa State. Yep. Where it's like, they don't care. They don't give a shit about the money. Like, it's just like, we, we do this because this is what we want to do. Yeah. And again, as long as Matt Campbell's name is in the media as potential for these NFL jobs and other college jobs, that's good news for Iowa State. Right. Like, we want this to keep happening. Well, and it did, it ha- the same thing happened with Iowa. Yeah. You know? And it was be- it was a- basically the same position. Iowa had obviously been better than Iowa State had historically, but mm-hmm. the program that Kirk took over at Iowa was absolute garbage. It was not that far off from what Iowa State was when Matt Campbell took over, mm-hmm. and it didn't take that long for us to be having this same conversation. Yeah. Or for people to be having the same conversation yep. about him every year being brought up for the coaching jobs in the NFL. And obviously, Kirk Ferentz is the exception to the to the general rule when it comes to coaches and what they do. But still, it's like, I, I think Campbell is old school. Yeah, I think that he is too. Yeah. I mean, the dude is just, he he's just, I don't think he's one of those guys. And, that, and they asked me that, you know, how worried people are. And I was... I just said, I was like, this dude's different. Like, yeah. there's just something about him that he's, he doesn't seem like other coaches that you're around, that it's like he's just waiting for that moment when it's like, well, see you guys. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Had some good memories. <laughs> for sure. Okay. So, moving on. Oh, sorry. I went on a rant there. That's all right. It was one of your patented stands and fits, Jared Rance. So yeah. It was good. Okay. Um, I know we kind of led with this, but do you have any extra side stories that maybe you haven't reported on from Big 12 Media Days? Anything like that that's popping around your head that you kind of need to get off your chest or share with the listeners? Oh, man. Um, Where'd you stay? I stayed with a friend. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, not really, dude. I Pretty pretty typical, boring yeah, I, mean, I went down there with the idea that I didn't really care about anybody else. Like, I didn't care about any of the other schools yeah. all that much. You know, it's, it was like, I'm going down there to get my Iowa State stuff, and then 
I'm getting out of here. So you didn't hang around to like see them pressure Bill Self and all that scandal thing, stuff kind of came up? Dude, the thing that people I, like don't realize about this stuff, like the, so the way it goes at Basketball Media Day is in the morning you get there, depending on when Coach Prome is on the podium, you'll talk to, we'll talk to him like on the side, all the Iowa State guys will. It worked out that he didn't, he wasn't going to be there in time to like do that very much before he had to go on the podium. But Bob Bullsby does his press conference and then they just all go one by one all the way through. And like during that time, it's you either you just like listen to what the other people are saying or you just like walk around mm. and just try and figure out a way to stay busy. Yeah. So after Bob Bullsby went, I wrote my thing about him, you know, mm. and uh, then I just sat and listened to a lot of the other coaches. Um, eventually, Coach Prome went. He got done with his. We talked to him again on the side. We talked to all the players on the side. And then after they finish up the press conferences, the players all sit at a table and they all just like sit there and people go up to them and stuff like that. Mm. Obviously, the guys from Kansas are usually asked a lot of questions. This year, the guys from Kansas State were asked a lot of questions. The Iowa State dudes basically sat there like this. <laughs> On their phones, kind of pecking away. And nobody had anything to ask them. At that yeah. point, like I wasn't going to go ask them any more questions. I'd already talked to them, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it was like I'd kept going back there just like, to see what was going on. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it was the same thing. Every time I walked back, a huge group of people around the players, every other ta or around the Kansas guys and all the other tables were just basically empty. Yeah. And that is basically the exact same thing that happens when the coaches are up there, you know, because most national guys, they don't care like what Iowa state. They do. Yeah. At this point, like, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, you do. But at the same time, it's like, what, you know, people, what a, like people on the East and West Coast aren't really caring about Iowa State at this point or even Kansas City or Austin or wherever, yeah. you know, like th there was one story that was dominating the entire thing. And, and that was the Kansas thing. Yeah. And when they were sitting back there is when the, the verdict came out of, of the Southern District Court of New York with, uh, you know, the guilty verdict and all that stuff after the entire trial that had, had been happening over the last several weeks. And so you walk back there and there's a group of 25 or 30 media members around Bill's self. Well, it's like, okay, I'm clear back here. I wouldn't be able to ask him a question even if I wanted to. Yeah, you're tall enough, man. You can yeah, get over that. It, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, could I get a recording of it? Sure. Yeah. But I don't care. You no. know, like I don't care that much what Bill Self has to say right no. now. Cyclone Fanatic itself probably doesn't need to report on that. No. And, it's, and that's like the first time I went down there, you know, it was different because then I mean, George was there and like they had Matt and Monte and all those guys coming back. But then it's like this year, nobody has that much to say about any of the Iowa State guys. You know, mm -hmm. those first couple of years I went like Scott Drew, all, he, you could go to Scott Drew and he'd give you a great quote about Monte or George. You know, you yeah. could go to Bruce Weber and he'd give you a great quote or Bob Huggins or whoever. This year, it's like they're like, OK, we played against Lindell twice. You know, yeah, it's like really good player. It's like, okay, well, I can go and get that from Coach Prom. And yeah, I've, exactly. I've already got that from Coach Prom, and it's something that I already know. I don't need you to sit here and tell me. Yeah. So it's just it, the whole thing. It's fun. It's cool just to like get around all the people and like see all the guys in the same place at the same time. But at the same time, it's just like it's, it's just like pretty a, straightforward. It's just then. like a process that you. It's a thing you have to do, and then once it's over, it's like, all right, well, it's over. Now I'm gonna. I got everything that I needed to do done. And now we're out of here and it's over. And it's, right. we'll see you next year. All right. Well, maybe next year you can get a little bit more dirt for us. For I'll see. I'll something. see. Maybe if uh, if uh, Iowa State has some guys, maybe if Lindell comes back, it'll make media day next year a little bit more interesting. There you go. Or if, you know, Bill Self gets fired because they <laughs> are slapped with like massive NCAA sanctions. Yeah. Which neither one of, our, of those possibilities I'm going to hold my breath over. So Very true. All right. Uh, let's move on to some mailbag questions here this week. So staying on the topic of basketball, and I don't, I don't think there's a good answer here, but Sigmopolis from the forearms asks, anything more you can tell us about the scrimmage with Wisconsin? Uh, nope, I don't got anything. I, I just know what the so. score was. Yeah. yeah, They didn't release any kind of box score like they did that for the Nebraska one. No, that was abnormal. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know why Nebraska did that. Apparently, that was weird. Apparently Iowa State got spanked, but I do, I do think they had a few players probably sit out. So Yeah, I mean, last I knew... It was unclear whether or not Cam was going to play. I don't think Tally was going to play. Yep. When I knew Cam wasn't going to play, 
most likely, I was like, oh, Ethan Happ's going to have a, have yeah. a fucking field day. Wisconsin probably ate our lunch inside. Yeah. For sure. So, I don't know. I don't know much. Those things are weird, dude. Like, you see, there was somebody that played Oregon last week and kicked the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Was Oregon's like, supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, and that's what, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> that's a little... But then you look at the box score and it's like, oh, Bull, Bull played 12 minutes. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah, never mind. This doesn't really matter. And obviously, a lot of the, a lot of the rotation guys, Steve's probably gonna want to get a lot of them in. They yeah, might not oh, play as many minutes. See, like those scrimmages, they're hardly even re- like real scrimmages. It's not like where you walk in. And it's like okay, we're gonna play a real game, and there just won't be yeah. a crowd here. Yeah, you know, that's just it. They, they, they do they, situations yeah. and like it's just all kinds of different stuff. You know, for sure. All right, um, moving on. SRJ clone asks, "What is the one college football venue you most want to witness in person?" And likewise for college football rivalry. Hmm. For me, Death Valley would be up there mm. at LSU or at Clemson. Either one would be mm. would be good. Um, I really want to see the big house. Mm. I think if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Death Valley at LSU. A night game with the white jerseys. Also my pick, and obviously against Alabama. I think yeah. that would be the, the big one. Alabama or Florida, just a big SEC game. Yeah. The Swamp would be cool, too. And then I'll actually I'll actually go with uh, your Nebraska Cornhuskers. I want to see a game in Memorial Stadium, too. It's something else, dude. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I, I have another friend who's a Nebraska season ticket holder, and I think sometime I'll probably get to a game with him. So I'll check that off at some point. If not, I'm sure we could probably work it out where my mom and dad could... Let us up. use their tickets for yeah. a crappy game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that it's one of those ones where, you know, it, people give it. The know. sellout streak was obviously. The sellout streak thing, you know, it's yeah. like, it is what it is. Uh, but you do have to give, you give people props there, just like I give people props at Iowa State that regardless of what the whole sellout streak thing is people show up week after week. They've been doing it for 50 years, you know? And it's like in that place every single week, regardless of who they're going to play, even if you know that they're probably going to get their asses kicked, it might be empty at halftime because they're getting their asses kicked, Mm -hmm. but it's still going to be rocking before the game even starts, Yeah, you know? And it, and it's just like, I just said, just like at Jack Tri stadium, like they're the people there that between these two places, I take out the nineties, you know, and like that kind of thing. Yeah. Just the people at their core mm. are very, are much more similar than what I think any, either one of the fan bases would want to admit to each other. Mm. It's, I mean, it's just kind of like Iowa, like the people are very similar to each other. And I think that's why they butt heads so bad. Yeah. Is it's because it's just like, they're all Midwestern folk, you know, that, yeah. and it's just like, we don't have anything else. This is our thing. I was like, say, football like, is our thing. There, and there's no, there's no pro sports teams anywhere, but you know, in Iowa and Nebraska. So yeah. there's, there's like, a lot of college football interest. So then that passion, the passion that you might put into a pro team or something like that, you throw it all into this school. Yeah. And it's like, and just depending on which school you are, it like, that's what, where it all comes from, you know? And it's like, when I go to games there, it, every time I'm there, I'm like, man, like, it, it, this feels the same, you know, it's just different, a color, of red, like a different shade of red and the stadium's a little bit bigger. And it's like, it's, it's all the same thing. And that, uh, that's part of what makes being a fan of both schools. So cool to me having such like a deep connection to them both is it's like, I can float between the two. And now that they don't have to play each other anymore, I can float between the two and have my different allegiance in different ways to them both. Yeah. And I don't feel bad about it at all. There's people that give me shit about it all the time. And you know what? I could not care less because at the end of the day, I just want to see them both have a lot of success. Yeah. And if they do, then I'll be happy. And if, if one wins and one's doesn't like, I'll be happy for the one that didn't, that did win that day. Yeah. And I'll probably just won't care that much about the other one. Yeah. Honestly, I would love to see Iowa State and Nebraska do a home-and-home at some point. I think that'd be really fun. I think it would be cool. I've had this question asked a bunch of times of who I would be rooting for. At the end of the day, like, I I don't care that much. Like, I yeah. I have I have been uh, desensitized to this stuff to a certain level. Like, I go to games, and I don't – I mean, I can't cheer. Like, mm-hmm. I, I literally can't from where I'm at you know, sitting in the press box. So it's like, I'm not going to cheer for anyone at the end of the day. 
I just want to see a good game. You yeah. know, like that's what I'm there for is just to watch the game. Yep. And if I see a good game, I'm going to go home happy. And it's going to make, if Iowa State wins, my job's going to be a hell of a lot happier. So that would be good. If Nebraska wins, I know my mom and my dad and my sister, the people that, you know, have, I went to games with forever. I know they're going to be happy. It, I don't care. I just, yeah. I want to see a good game. That's all I would say. Pros and cons to both sides for sure. Yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a bunch of crap for talking about that. But. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question for the mailbag questions. Gunner Clone, also from the forums. Wait, asked, was there a rivalry one that yeah. we were asked about? I, you, I, I said Alabama, LSU. Oh, okay. I would probably say, man, I think Ohio State, Michigan at the big house would be something else. That would be fun. Or even the horseshoe, either one. Yeah. Or even like the shootout, the Red River shootout, I think would be pretty crazy as well. Mm. Yep, for sure. The Cotton Bowl would be pretty exciting. Yeah. All right. Uh, again, last question. Gunner Clone asks, sexy angel, sexy zombie, sexy hobo, or sexy clown? Obviously, this isn't regarding Halloween, which is today, if the you're listening. Uh, the best one I saw was somebody's response on the forums that said, Men uh, sexy mental patient. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, you can, the, the thing about Halloween nowadays, you, you can put sexy in front of literally like any noun, and it's a Halloween costume. Yeah. Halloween has really, has really lost its way. Yeah, it has. It's turned from like, fun kids kids uh or maybe that's just because of like what age we're at it might be but i i do think that it's it's trended more in that direction like the past few years like you didn't used to again social media didn't really exist when we were young but at the same time you didn't really hear about you know all the stereotypes of the sexy blank right yeah like you do nowadays so anyways you have to you have to pick one of those do you what are they again clown angel zombie hobo or clown First of all, I'll say that I don't know how you can make a a clown sexy. Yeah, that that seems uh, like the most difficult that, one. To, I was gonna say that one is that one's way out there. And I think I think angel, uh, sexy angel, that would be kind of like conflicting for me because I think it, when I think angel, I think like beacon of light and like purity, and I don't think sexy. Sexy kind of right. You're spitting right in the face of angels right there. Exactly to, on some level. That'd be a little awkward and a, kind of a turn off for me personally. Um. So we're down to zombies and clowns. Or no, zombies and hobos. Yep. Uh, with zombies, I think that there's a case to be made here. But at the same time, to be like an effective zombie, I feel like you got to have like some sort of makeup and stuff like on your face. And yeah. once you start like doing like wounds on your face, it's like all of a sudden like the, there's something wrong the sexiness in like kind of goes out of it a little bit. No, it's not that there's anything wrong with your brain. It's just like something like, it's just like you see that and it's like, I know that that's not real, but at the same time, it looks real enough that it, it just like drops someone attractive. Well, see, that's their attractiveness level that's a little what I'm bit. Like it's, it's a, it's a, you notice it. And even though, again, like you say, it's fake, but at the same time you have a, a reaction to it. Like you would react to something that's gross. Exactly. Like if I, you know, like, I think it was the zombie crawl in Ames, like, last week. And you see people with just, like, gashes, like, on their cheeks and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like, well, for one, I don't know how long that took. Yeah. But it probably wasn't worth it for this one night. That's just my first thing. Yeah. But secondly, it's just, like, that is gross. I don't want to see that. That's, I don't like that. Yeah. So uh, I guess that leaves Sexy Hobo as the clear and undisputed champion of we, this we question. We broke down the pros and cons of all of these. <laughs> clowns, I don't like clowns, just in general. The so. thing about hobos is like, hobos naturally probably don't have many clothes, and that can in, in itself be pretty sexy if you think about it. That might be very shallow of me to say, but it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening to this and getting mad at me It's okay, you it. can't beat what Jeff said on Football and Random Things, so. Oh boy, I'll have to listen to that then. Was it, was it, what, what, okay, like, without saying what it was, like, what's the... No, it's okay, that, that geez. podcast will be out for quite a while before anybody's listening to this, but, okay. uh, basically, we were talking, okay, so he went on a long, he asked a question, and then without me reacting to the question, he went on a long thing answering the question, which is not that much different than what it ever is on our podcast, mm. and... It, I, I think I said, man, I think you just asked yourself a question, dissected the question, and then answered it all yourself without me saying anything more than like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, right, yeah. And he was like, I was like, you should just host a show by yourself, dude. And he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be like Colin Cowherd. I was like, well, Colin Cowherd does have like a 
I mean, you know, not a yeah, co- not a co-host, but yeah. it's like, a, and it's not really a producer, but it's someone there with him, you know, a fact checker, like that kind of stuff, Googling things for him. Mm. And he's like, well, yeah, but isn't that just a hot girl? And okay. I was like, well, no. I was like, Kristen Leahy's like super good at her job, dude. Yeah. She got, got her own show, like out of doing that, you know? Mm. And he's like, well, yeah, but let's be real. Like she just... She just uh, got so. that. And I was like, oh, my God. And he just like – he kind of just kept going. And I was like, man, you are saying some problematic stuff Ooh. right now. And and he just like kept going. And I I was just trying to slow him down. And it, was, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But it was just one of those things where I was like I, – I know how some people can construe this stuff. And I was like – I was like, I, w- I just want to make it clear that I think that Christine Leahy is very good at her job, and this has no, like this is all him. Like, yeah. This is the, this is all his opinion. So Jeff's gonna have some feminists knocking down his door, is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm not saying. Like I said, I don't think it was bad. I don't think he meant it, to, like in a negative way. Yeah. But it was just, and it all kind of ended, and he was just like, he, because he said he was like, when have you ever seen like a. I think it was like an unattractive, like five, four person, like yeah. in that role. And I was like, I mean, Stanford Steve's like made a whole career out of it. And he's like, yeah, but that's a guy. And I was like, and I, I was just like, <laughs> I mean, that's fair, man. But I, I, I was just kind of like, that's fair, but I don't think that we really needed to like go there, go there right now, yeah. you know? And that's just kind of what my thing was. But uh, yeah, so that was just a big piece of, Football and random things, which is just a cesspool at this point. I've it's a hot take, and I uh, obviously always appreciate hot takes on podcasts. Yeah, like I said, that take belongs to Jeff Woody and Jeff Woody alone. Maybe we need to have start having a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> the The opinions of this of the hosts of this show are theirs are, only. Are, are theirs and theirs alone. Yeah, do not reflect the beliefs of CycloneFanatic.com. Oh my god. I, <laughs> that podcast dude we got done and i literally said i was like dude we have to stop i i can't do this anymore i need to i have to get ready to record another podcast in 30 minutes yeah like, i can't i can't done a lot of podcasting today man i know i haven't even gotten all my other work done yet because i just <laughs> been keep podcasting all right is that all the questions that's it you can take us into the break all right we'll be right back you're listening to stands and fits presented by the professional mba program at the ivy college of business at Iowa State University on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams. We're in the heart of football season now, and I got to tell you, I feel a lot better than I did a year ago, and I owe a lot of that to Dr. Kruger at the Ames Eye Clinic. Also, uh, their Des Moines location is, they're called Des Moines Eye Care in Des Moines. Same guys, really great eye doctors. I never thought that I had eye problems. I don't really have problems seen or anything like that, but I was suffering from chronic headaches. I mean, it was nonstop. I always had a headache. And I think a lot of it was because I stared at a screen all day. Dr. Kruger took a look at my eyes, took him about a half hour, and he knew exactly what was wrong. Prescribed me some glasses that now I use while I'm on my computer, while I'm working for you guys at Cyclone Fanatic all day. And man, has it made a difference. I'm even sleeping better. I challenge you, if you have a problem like this, any sort of eye problem, to Contact our friends at Des Moines Eye Care and the Ames Eye Clinic. You can check out DesMoinesEyeCare.com or AmesEyeClinic.com. I would encourage you to do this and tell them that we sent you. Tell them thank you for supporting what we're doing here at Cyclone Fanatic. Hey, guys, it's Williams here. On the podcast, on our radio shows, we talk a lot about point spreads, you know, all that stuff. To be honest, I'm not a big better, but I'm really just fascinated by that industry And I want to recommend a service to you guys today if you're interested in that sort of thing. MyBookie.ag is the website. If you join right now and if you give them our promo code, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. This is a really good deal. Our promo code is 2427. Again, that promo code is 2427. They have live in-game, live betting. They're in the business for you fantasy guys out there you can bet over under on fantasy points for players there's all sorts of really cool things mybookie.ag again that promo code is 2427 you play you win you get paid mybookie.ag hello fanatics this is chris williams 
There are few financial commitments you will make in your life that are more important than where to get your mortgage from. That's why I want to tell you about my friend Jason Larson at Gershman Mortgage in Ankeny. Here's a real review from a client on Facebook. Jason was amazing to work with. He kept in contact with us where we were at throughout the whole process. When we went to sign, he had coffee and donuts for us that morning. He was super kind and helpful, and we said we would refer him to anyone looking to buy a home. Now, that's just one review. Jason Larson, Gershman Mortgage, and Ankeny is an equal housing lender. Their NMLS number is 138063. Give them a call at 515-554-6177. Please tell him that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Welcome back to Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, as always, presented by the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. Let's roll into hot and not this week. Jared, what do you got for hot this week? I've got, what do I got for hot this week? I have tertiary blue. It's back. It is. Kyle Kemp wore a tertiary blue sweater with the bird in the blender logo. It's back. It is back with a vengeance. I'm wondering... Where did he get that? Oh, it had to have been a thrift store. You There's some so? great thrift store signs and like finds up in Ames. Honestly, there probably is because people obviously would turn in a bunch of their old Iowa State gear. Yeah. So you can probably find a bunch of really cool stuff. I have a, uh, it's a back-to-back Big 12 Champions mm-hmm. t-shirt uh, from 2000, 2001. Nice. Got that at, a, at the Goodwill uh, by Hy-Vee there in, there in Ames. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a 2005 Houston Bull shirt from there. Mm-hmm. It yeah. If you're ever just looking for like old retro Iowa State gear, that is one of the best places I think that you could ever possibly go. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That's cool. He would wear that during media availability. I also, also wouldn't be surprised if he just like picked it up off like a desk somewhere. Or, yeah, or somebody just had it like in the equipment or like in the football building. Yeah, like in the equipment room or something. And he's just like, hey, can I have this? <laughs> and I don't think anybody's gonna tell Kyle Kemp's no at this point. Very true. Very true. What do you got? My hot Red Dead Redemption Two. My video game that I've been looking forward to for like two years now since it was announced. Finally out. Really fun. I, I'm guessing you probably haven't had any time to. I have not or, played it. Yeah. Hey, did you play the original one? I can't remember if we had this conversation. I did. Though. Yeah. It came out when I was like in middle school though. So yeah. it's back when I had more time to play games like that. Yep. Really fun. Very good graphics. A lot of really cool animations like limbs fall off if you like get run over by a train. The first way I died, I got mauled by a bear. Um, so I've gotten like the full, uh, outlaw experience. How expansive is it? Um, I've only played, I want to say like, I don't know, 10 hours total and only didn't it come out on Friday? Well, I took the day off Friday to play. Yeah. Well, kind of like I, I, I had gotten to the point where I hadn't taken a day off work in like three months. So I was due. So I took one off and it just so happened to coincide with the day that it came out the game. So yeah, I got a lot of playing in Friday. Um, the map is very big, and you know, it's not as big, I think, as the Grand Theft Auto V. I was just gonna say, give map. me a uh, compare and contrast with Grand Theft Auto V. However, yeah, it's not as big, but again, you you don't have any like jets or airplanes or right. fast cars to get around. So I think it it feels bigger than it actually is, since you have to get around on horseback. Yeah, so, or walk. Or, or walk, yeah, or you know, right on the back of a buggy or something. You right. Know? So it's been fun. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually making some progress and doing more stuff. Yeah, to me, Grand Theft Auto V is like the gold standard it when is. it comes to that kind of game. And honestly, the the amazing thing about Grand Theft Auto V is that even though it was released what like seven or eight years ago now, yeah, I think it's been I, a long time. I think it was when I was a. Uh, I want to say that the original version, like the Xbox 360 yeah. version, came out like in 2013. Yeah, and then the new, like the you know remastered one that was on PS4 and that yep. kind of stuff was in in 14, like the next year. Yeah, I had both of them. But so the impressive thing is, it's like at one point, at least last year, I know for a fact because I was just looking online, they hadn't discounted the game at all. No, it's still the same, and it's 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 the they're easily, still adding stuff to it. Yeah, and that's the thing, like the, it's easily the best selling game of all time, like to this day, like it still sells so many copies per day. Right, and that. I mean, that's a testament to just how good the game was, yeah. you know? And it's like, I was talking to one of my friends about this one day. He, I think he even said, he's like, why haven't they made a Grand Theft Auto 6? And I was like, because why, did they, still so why did they need to? Like, yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5 is still selling like it's nothing, you yeah. know? And 
And obviously Rockstar was working on Red Dead Redemption 2. Right, yeah. So I would assume that will probably be like their next thing. And even then, it probably won't come out for several years. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like They might not release Grand Theft Auto 6 until the next generation of consoles comes out, right. honestly. Yeah, that game was phenomenal, dude. I, the, That's like the last game that I played that it was like I was so engrossed into just having to beat that game. Yeah. You know? And I'd never beat a Grand Theft Auto game before that. I couldn't have Grand Theft Auto when I was little. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I only got to play Grand Theft Auto when I got to college. Yeah. Well, I had played it, but it was like at my friend's house. Yeah, yeah. You know? Same, that, same, same. That's what it was. It's like you went to your friend's house and yeah. they had all, and everybody had their had the cheats written out like on a piece <laughs> of printer paper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because my, fir- my first ever introduction to Grand Theft Auto was, I, I think it was San Andreas. Yeah. Mine was either that one or Vice City. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it progressed into the one in New York, Grand Theft Auto 4. And then obviously Grand Theft Auto Five. Cheers to Grand Theft Auto, man! What a yeah! What a console series! Did you see that they're putting the original one on uh, on the PlayStation, whatever that thing's called? Uh, is it the PlayStation Classic? Are they calling it? Yeah, like some, I don't remember exactly what it's called. I yeah. think so. Yeah, that's the, cool, that's though. the concept basically, the little one. Yeah, they got like what twenty games or something like that. On yeah, there? there was only a handful on there that I'd I'd ever played. Mm-hmm. Any any PlayStation thing that comes out like that and inexplicably excludes. Crash Bandicoot Racing. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so okay. So that, uh, while we're on topic of video games, then like, what are what are your like top couple video games all time played? Of all time played? Yeah. Um, Grand Theft Auto would probably be up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't include NC, like. I mean, if it was, if it was all time like series and stuff like that, NCAA football would be yeah so far ahead of everything else that it wouldn't even be funny. But I'll exclude those just because they don't really I mean that's a completely different thing. Yeah. Uh so I would say Grand Theft Auto. Um man, I can't even think of like other games that I played till until I beat it. Mm. You know? I mean Red Dead was up there. Mm. Yeah. I sh- I've never been that kind of person that it's like I'm gonna get this game and beat it and like play it for hours and hours you know yeah for me we didn't like we didn't own a game system ourselves until nintendo gamecube so we had a gamecube at first and i played a lot of mario kart double dash oh yeah that was a real fun game and then we eventually got a playstation 2 and played a ton of guitar hero like i was really good at guitar hero played a lot of rock band that's more when i like started playing those kinds of games rock band was fun and then yeah obviously when i when i got to college that was the point where everyone had xbox 360s and PlayStation 3, so we played a lot of, again, Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. I played, I take that back, I played Mafia Mafia 2 all the way through to the end. Really? Yeah, and I played most of Mafia 3, I think, like the most recent one, but I don't think I ever beat it. And then a lot of the gaming in middle school was Halo. Like, you'd go to your friend's house yeah, and play Halo. Yeah, that's what everybody played. That was a then. classic. I was awful at, dude, I, this, like, not the newest Call of Duty the Black Ops one that just came out. I don't like the like futuristic ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but this World War Two, that's the first Call of Duty game that I've ever been like relatively res- respectable at. No, like, oh. I was always like, yeah, I'd like to play because all my friends all played and they were all super good. Yeah. Like I had one buddy, one of the kids that I lived with in in college when we were in high school, he was like number one in the world for a while. And, really? Yeah. Like on the rankings and stuff. What his KD was. Wow. And, you know, like all those so guys. obviously it's never even fun playing with him. Right, exactly. So, like, I'd be so bad that I'd never want to play with them. I'd feel bad, you know. It was like, I, like I'm like i having fun, but all of you guys are so good that I feel like I look like I'm terrible, <laughs> which, I, I mean, I wasn't terrible. Like, I wasn't good, yeah. but I wasn't completely They're, awful, you know. Yeah, you weren't there good. Right. Yeah. So, I was just like, I just won't even try because it's like I'm, there's no point in me trying when you guys are as good as you are. Yeah, exactly. But now I've gotten, like... More, more acceptable. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm not as awful as I was before, <laughs> but I'm still not by any means great at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that it? So what What that, else did you have? That uh, it? That's it. So yeah, you can go ahead and share your, All your right. knot now. My knot this week is the Big Ten. This really has nothing to do with anything that's happening on the football field. Uh, Maryland inexplicably has decided to bring DJ Durkin back as their head coach, uh, which it's sounding like is going to create some serious issues because I've already seen multiple places that the Maryland football team is planning to boycott Mm -hmm. this decision, which is going to be interesting. 
to yep. say the least. It also is interesting that the president of the university basically said that, no, there's no way we can bring this guy back. And then the board of trustees basically told him to either take a hike or bring back DJ Durkin, yeah. which is absolutely insane. Insane. Uh, so that's one thing. I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Uh, I, I don't know what the ramifications are, but I read that entire report and it is... Any, I think anyone who reads it would agree that there's no way in, in hell that that dude should m- maybe not ever be a coach again. I wouldn't go that far, but at least to ever be reinstated as a head coach at Maryland. I will say that. It makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes between the board and DJ Durkin that they would support him so much. I would say that there's some people on that board that are a little bit misguided in what their priorities are. Mm. That would be my opinion. All right, the second one. Uh, apparently today, Rutgers had a player that was charged in an attempted double murder. Didn't read anything else about the story. Don't really know much about Rutgers football. All I needed to know was that, and that gives me everything I need to know about it. It was a bad off-the-field day for the Big Ten. I feel like the Big Ten in general deserves way more criticism for their additions of Rutgers in Maryland than they have even got in these years. Yeah, it's been an absolute farce. Yeah. Like the whole TV market excuse, yeah, doesn't doesn't anywhere near make up for, you know, the bad stuff that's come out of Maryland and Rutgers. I do think that at the end of the day, adding Nebraska to get to 12, that was the right move, mm-hmm. I think regardless of what people want to say about how they've been on the field yeah. in recent years, I do think that that was a good move because they still fit within the footprint of what that conference is, I yep. think. Uh, but Rutgers and Maryland were both inexplicable at the, at the time, regardless of what they said about TV markets and stuff like that. It made no sense when you thought about the competitive balance of the league. Mm-hmm. And it, does, it makes even less sense today. Yeah. And I don't know what way they can go about it. I don't think you can kick them out. I mean... Probably technically you could, but I'm not sure that that would be a thing that would ever happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you see that Baylor got like officially reinstated as a full member of the conference again today? Yeah. Wasn't it with like a $2 million fine though or something like that? Well, yeah, they've, they like have the, they tallied up like the amount that they hurt withheld. Well, no, like that they withheld from them. Oh. Uh, So they have to pay all the legal fees like out of that money. And then that money will be reinvest, will be invested for like 48 months or something like that. And then they'll take 2 million out of it for, uh, for reputational damage to the conference. And then the rest of it will be evenly distributed throughout the rest of the, the other nine schools. Oh, okay. And now Baylor, so it's like they're investing that money to make it bigger in theory in the next 48 months. Mm. And then Baylor just now is reinstated. Like they get their full share of the conference revenue. Gotcha. <laughs> what a day off Man. the field for for college athletics yeah no kidding good thing that on the field i guess it doesn't matter now when this podcast comes out but maction is back and that's all i (laughs) that will make everything better yep all right moving on my knot this week is the hoibles i don't know did you watch the game last night no 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 absolutely not yeah they i i didn't look up what the final score was i think it was like 149 to 108 or something like that i just knew that they got blasted by the warriors they gave up almost 100 points in the first half yeah it was like 92 points something like that yeah and obviously clay thompson uh he broke the single game three-pointer record um and then my my question to you is do you think that the end for fred is near or do you think he's gonna last a little bit longer it's so tough because they, their their roster right now is still banged up. The roster is banged up. The roster sucks, just in general. Yeah. It's going to suck for Fred because everything that's happened for him in his career at this point is just like... A slap in the face to what he would want in an actual basketball right. program. I, the, the front office has been such a farce that you... The fact that at some point the blame is all, all going to like turn back on him. Is there some blame to put on him? Probably because I, I don't think that anyone would disagree that there's been issues with managing the chemistry in there. Mm. But at the same time, I don't think that the front office has ever done him any sort of favors in building him a team that he can win with and no. playing the way that he wants to play. For like the first two or three years, he didn't have any kind of like the hoi ball um, roster makeup. And now that he's finally kind of getting there, 
a little bit closer at least, they're all hurt and obviously underachieving too. I believe that eventually one of the great what-ifs of that entire situation will be if the Bulls had brought Tibbs back for the next season instead of the year that Fred went. Fred stays at Iowa State for one more year. Flip Saunders dies that fall, and Sam Mitchell takes over as their interim coach. They go through that year. Iowa State comes back with Fred's best team, does whatever they do. Potentially, you know, they would have been in contention to uh, be a very high seed in the NCAA tournament. Who knows? Go to the Final Four, win the national championship. They would have had the talent to do all that kind of stuff. Yep. And then... He goes and takes over the Timberwolves and has Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins rather yeah. than the clown show that he walked into in Chicago. Yeah. And that honestly, it makes you really wonder. I mean, because again, like you said, those players would be so much better attuned to what he wants to do on the floor. Not necessarily Wiggins as much, but especially Cat, dude. I feel bad for that guy. I mean, I, he's had a slow start to the year, hasn't he? Yeah. Dude, that entire team. They're, they're a mess right now, too. Yeah. I just think everybody hates Jimmy Butler so much. And regardless of what he says about himself as a leader, that dude, <laughs> he's is a whole other discussion. He seems like a big me first kind of guy, no matter what he says. The idea, it's like, okay, you want to do all these antics. You want to go into practice and do your thing, you know, like, and make yourself look like a fool. That's cool. Do you, Jimmy. It is what it is. But... When you go on national television and you sit there and you try and tell us that all you are about is winning and all this kinds of stuff, yes. and then it comes out that you, you know, with your trade, the teams that you want to go to, the Nets, the Knicks, like all these teams, it's like, dude, like these teams are not, these teams are further away from winning than the team you're already on. Yeah. It, that does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. And that's him spitting in the face of everybody else. And it's like, I'm smarter than all of you. Mm. And it's like, dude, you're making yourself look like an idiot because all of us look at it and it's like, okay, something is not right here. Yeah. You know, that's what I don't understand. I, Jimmy Butler has, has made himself look like an idiot during this entire thing. Mm. That's my entire, that's, that's my thing. That's another rant that I had to go on. I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah, I would hate to be the Timberwolves right now. All right, um, do you want to take another break or do you want to roll right into underrated we'll, underdogs? We'll just roll with it. We're good. Okay. I'll go first this week. So reviewing our last picks from two weeks ago, I had picked Oregon to beat Washington State. Oregon lost by 14 points, so I remain at one win on the season. This week, I'm going with Iowa, who is plus three against Purdue. I just don't see Iowa playing as bad of a game as they had against Penn State two games in a row, and I think that they will beat the Boilermakers. Yeah, we've really hit hit. I've really hit the skids after getting off to a hot start. You did. I'm only one, two and six now. I'm only one game behind you in the standings. So, uh, you got that jump that that hot start, but I am right there now. There's not many games that there was a couple games that were all right, um, but I'm gonna go out on a limb today. Yeah, you are. I'm gonna go out <laughs> on a limb today. Hey, hey, if we're gonna pick underdogs, this is definitely an underdog. Why not? Why not go out there and play? We're at, we're here to play. I'm gonna throw the gauntlet down. I'm going to throw out a take. I don't care. That's cool. I'll be wrong, probably. And I'm perfectly fine with that because I picked an underdog. But you know what? I believe in Coach O. I believe in the Tigers. <laughs> Plus 14 and a half at home against uh, potentially one of the greatest teams in the history of college football at this point. Uh, Tigers are going to keep it close to the fourth quarter. Tua hasn't even Tua hasn't even seen the fourth quarter. Tua's over there eating hot dogs during the fourth quarter. This guy, he, that- he doesn't know about pressure. He doesn't know what it means to walk into Death Valley with Coach O on the other sideline. Joe Burrow going to go out there and get his money. Tigers, go Tigers, eat that gumbo, and we're going to get a W, get the big win, and uh, shake up the college football landscape. There you go. There's my underrated underdog of the week. Lock it up. That's feisty. Um, that might be the biggest point spread for an underdog that we've ever picked. On That's this perfectly podcast. fine with me. I'm, I'm here to play. All right. More than two touchdowns. Got, got a lot of confidence. All right. Uh, let's, Tigers. let's finish this off by doing a few would you rathers. Yep. Do, you, do yep. you have any website pulled up? I gotcha. Okay. Uh, all right. This website is called the Irish Examiner, but I think that they pulled these all off of uh, Reddit. So, ah, uh, as what, lots, lots of sites do nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Reddit is, Reddit is like the 
backbone of the internet in its own way. Would you rather be able to converse with animals or have lifelong fluency in every language? So uh, non-human animals, obviously, and then every human language. Um, converse with animals. And I think that's because, like the reason being is because that's such a unique, that would be such a unique thing. Whereas many people can already speak but every language. All the languages. Still, though, like how, how much further is that going to get you? Whereas if you could like basically get animals to do what you wanted, like that could... You, that no one could ever be, said you could control them. You can just talk to them. Well, you can talk to them, but I'm sure it would be fairly easy to convince... Dr. Doolittle can control the animals. <laughs> Fair enough. But I'm just saying, like, that's, again, that's, that would be... You'd be the one and only person who could actually communicate with animals on the planet, and I think that would be worth it, in my opinion. Well, besides Eddie Murphy. What, what about so you? Would you, would you? Would you agree? What would you do with the um, uh, languages? Yeah, no, I'd probably do the animals, too. Okay. I just was, I was just giving you crap. Being the devil's advocate. Okay. Uh, if you had to live in a cage for the rest of your life, would you rather the bars be horizontal or vertical? <laughs> That's a really weird question. Oh, man. I, okay. Ooh. See, I, usually I have logic immediately jump into my mind, but this one's kind of like I had to ponder this one for a second. Okay, so like if I'm if I'm gonna fall asleep against the bars, which do you think would be comfier? <laughs> uh, I would I would think the vertical bars because you kind of like nestle your head between them. Yeah. So. Think I can't really think of any other reason why I would differ between them, so I'll just go with the vertical bars. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's just what you're gonna have to look at <laughs> for the rest of your life. So. Yeah. Um, what which do you find it? Which kind of lines do you find more aesthetically pleasing, horizontal or vertical? Um, I would say probably probably vertical, yeah. I think if, if you came up to me and you were wearing a vertical striped shirt as opposed to a horizontal striped shirt, I would think that it looked better. Just because, you know, when you... Vertical, I would only look like I was about 10 feet tall. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah it will make you look even taller. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, they say if you wear vertical, or excuse me, horizontal stripes, then you, you look wider, obviously. So I'll stick with the... So you would like for your cage to be... Uh, slimmer yeah. and taller. So I, just, thus, I would look slimmer in the cage since the vertical bars would make me look slimmer. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Would you rather have hair for teeth or teeth for hair? Hmm. So, hmm. Oh, okay. So, okay, this is, uh, wait, wait, wait. So, if I have teeth for hair, then I have regular hair. But if I have or no, excuse me, teeth for hair, then I have regular teeth. But if I have hair for teeth, then I have regular hair. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Um, oh, man. I think I will go with teeth for hair because if I had regular teeth, then I could still eat basically any food. And I could just wear a hat the whole time. You'd basically just have like braids you know, yeah. with beads in them. And yeah, I could, I could cover up my uh, teeth hair but I could not get rid of hair teeth. This is such a disastrous <laughs> mental image. Yeah. So I think it would be easier to, um, to work with teeth for hair. So that's what I'll go with. And that really messed me up. It's got me messed up now. Do you agree with my logic there too, though? Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't know. Because at least, at least if you wore like a ball cap the whole time, then that would look normal as long as it like... I feel like it'd be uncomfortable though. It would your be. Scalp. But at least I could still like bite into a cheeseburger... I guess you could always just shave them off. Do you think you could? Uh, that's the, that's the thing. Like, can you can you pull them and like like uh, that, uh, so that uh, on the top of your head, getting your teeth pulled? Uh, that'd be weird. So, yeah, I don't know about that. That was that's a good that's a good uh, Halloween ish themed question though. For would you rather? Yeah, kind of kind of a creepy one. All right, you got anything else you need to say this week? I don't think so. I guess I'll I'll briefly hand the hosting back to you for the for the closure. Thanks again to the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University for being the presenting sponsor of Stands and Fits. We will talk to you guys. Oh, crap. I forgot to talk about the freaking party again. Talk about the party now, though, Jared. Man, I, I, forgot, about, I forgot about it on football and random things. All right, guys. If you made it to the end, I really hope you did because Chris is going to be mad at me for doing this <laughs> twice, twice already to begin the week. Uh, Friday night at Whiskey River in Ankeny, our annual tip-off party, uh, 6 p.m. 
of course, we'll have our special guests. Anybody who has ever been to one of our Cycling Fanatic parties knows who those special guests are. Are you going to be there? I think so, but I can't guarantee. So that's a maybe <laughs> from Fitzy. I won't be there, but I know Chris will be there. And I know that our special guests, they're way cooler than we are anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Go on out, have some fun. Whiskey River in Ankeny, Friday night, 6 o'clock. Also, Saturday, 10.30 a.m., Buzzard Billy's in downtown Des Moines, Cyclone Fanatic and Wide Right Natty Light teaming up for another game watch. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, go on out, have some drinks, have some fun. Are you going to go to that? I will not be there. I have to babysit on Saturday. So. Okay, so Fitzy again. Well, you, you're not going to see Fitzy at all apparently this weekend. Hey, I, I, I'm a maybe for Friday, okay? You're not going to see me. I'll be in Lawrence uh, working and not having fun with all of you guys. But I hope that everybody will turn out and have some fun. Uh, because we love putting on these kinds of events for you guys. And uh, yeah, we would we plan to do more of them here in the future. So yeah, Friday night, 6 p.m., basketball tip-off party at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Saturday morning at 10.30, game watch at Buzzard Billy's in downtown Des Moines. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Peace.